0: You're listening to Wet Shaving Talk, powered by Sharpologist.com, where we're dedicated to preserving the art and skill of classic shaving. I'm your host, Joe Burley, and today is October 2nd, 2023. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast on the first official show of the fall season. That's right. After a very very long summer for many of us in the in the in the world, very hot summer, uh, the fall season is finally here and it's time to get some relief from the heat. Uh, very happy to be to be announcing that I've been starting to use my my fall sense, my fall stuff, and I am having a lot of fun with it. So I do recommend guys if you are a wet shaver out there and you're into artisan products, that you get that you get it yourself at least one or two fall scents. Because it really does put a smile on my face, and I'm sure it will on yours as well. So, been using some fall scents, having a great time with it. I've uh, been a lot of pumpkins, uh, spices in there, and a lot of stuff like that uh, that these vendors make and the artisans are are producing. So, if you're really into that kind of stuff, I do recommend trying at least trying a few samples that are out there and there here and there, because they are they really do put to put a smile to my face, and I and I thoroughly enjoy them. Uh, today on the show, though. Uh, a Red Dot Fat Boy, we uh, just on eBay, sold for $1,225. Is the value increasing again? We saw the market go up and down in the last couple of years. This is the first one to sell for that much. I'll tell you my thoughts. Sterling Pumpkin Spice, again, with the fall products. This one is better than any air freshener. I'll tell you my thoughts how to get this soap to really open up. And uh, a full, a little bit of a mini review on the actual product itself. A new razor from Rex Supply is out there. That's right. The guys that are at Razor Emporium, they've come out with another brand new razor coming out soon. Uh, it's been teased a little bit online. Uh, we'll see that in the next couple coming months. And talc powder. Do you use talc powder? What are the uses for talc powder? What what do you, you can use it for? And uh, your favorite brand, I'll tell you mine. Uh, electric shaving in the car, yes, I saw somebody doing this. I'll tell you a little bit about the story and how bad I felt for this poor gentleman. And the fall seasonal special will be coming up on the 30th of, of this month. That's right, the fall seasonal special, the biggest show of the year, will be uh, is coming up in just, just a few weeks. And I have been working on this big project. I'm almost done with it. I'll tell you a little bit of a teaser about that as well. So without further ado, guys. Let's get on with the show. So recently, I noticed, and one thing I do also do, is I am a big, I spend a lot of time on eBay, right? I spend a lot of time on eBay making sure that I understand the actual business or the market to make sure I know what's going on with the wet shaving world and to know that, hey, what's selling for more than usual, less, what's going up and down. I try to stay very relevant with the business. And recently, this week, I was watching this Red Dot Fat Boy. Now, Red Dot is one of the three big three Gillettes I call vintage Gillettes that everybody wants to collect. It's the Gillet toggle, the Red Dot, right, and then you have the bottom dial. Those three razors Coming from the late '50s, early '1960s, are somewhat the most desirable of the adjustables from Gillette. Now you also have other Gillette models that are very desirable. The 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 double ring, some of the other ones, as well, are are very uh, very up there. But this these big the the big three are the ones that really get everybody's attention, especially on auctions. Uh, this is a '58 dot, uh, f- excuse me, red dot, and with the red dot fat boy is it's got the kind of like the similar mechanism of a toggle with the twist open, and it looks like a regular fat boy, but it has like a red dot uh, indicator instead of the spring exposed spring on it uh, for the adjustment indicator. So let's just give you a little bit of insight of what this is. This razor sold for $1,225, which is the first one that sold over $1,000 that I've noticed, that I've seen on eBay in the past year, if not two years, right? Now, there was a big, jump of value when the pandemics kind of started back in twenty twenty-ish. I'd say the probably the summer of twenty twenty. If not maybe the fall. When everybody was just like, hey, you know what, life's too short. I'm gonna get what I want. Right? They were going for it. The auctions, if there was a razor on the auction, people were going for you know, some of these razors are going for some big money. I think we saw some records during that time. I'm not too sure. I don't have the I'd have to go back on the show notes to see. But there are for quite a few of the big ones, and then they kind of dropped in 2021, 2022, where you saw the interest kind of like dwindle a little bit. And I saw a lot of, I even a couple of um, you know bottom dials go for low prices. Saw the red dot. I saw red dot go for like four hundred and fifty dollars at that point. And now we're, they're, we're back up in the in the thousand dollar range for this razor. So what does this mean for the industry? Is it on um, making an upturn? Are we going back up in value? Is it a one off? You know it's just one you know one little straggler because it has it's been some time since we saw one of these because this razor wasn't in that great of shape it is in decent shape you know looking at it on through pictures but i noticed it's not perfect right it's not really it doesn't have a box which something you know a lot of them don't have had a box would probably go for more but i've seen some boxed examples of this cased examples go for like 12 or 15, 12 to 1500 so it was kind of shocked i th- and personally I thought this razor was going to go for about 600 bucks but to see it go up to 1200 it could have just been a heated you know auction you know people just saying hey I'm going to go this is my somebody putting a high number and getting it I've won stuff before by doing that and I wasn't really expected or or thinking it was going to be that much with certain items of course it wasn't this high you know I did it with certain items on eBay back in the day but and I was a little surprised that I got it for, and it was more than I expected it. So it could have been a last minute snipe attempt, that the reason why the price is up. But it does also say that, hey, the Razor did sell for 1200 bucks, So that means that the market is probably on the uprise. I'd say that the collectors are back into it. And it has been some time since we saw one of these on eBay. So that what does that mean? Does that mean that if you're on the market for one, should you raise your budget? Well, Here's my thoughts on this. You should have a bottom when buying high-end them stuff. If this is your your desire and you want one of these, you have to be expected that you're going to pay more than your more than expected, right? So, say you in your budget, you're like, I'm gonna I want to buy a Red Dot Fat Boy. I'm gonna save up whatever. I got a budget of six hundred dollars, and then one pops up on eBay, and you start seeing it go past six hundred. A little bit of a here's a little bit of word of advice. If it's at day three and it's at $400, it's going to go for like twice that, if not more. If it's on day six and it's at $600, it's going to go for about eight to nine hundred, right? Easily. Because you know, the last five minutes is when it really starts getting hot and needs auctions. I would plan on, if you have that, I would plan on having an additional, you know, 20 to 40% funding just in case. Just in case you, you, if it's really desirable now if that's your bottom line, that's what you want to pay. You know, that's, that's fine, but you may, you may lose out on a lot of auctions if it it goes higher than that, right? Because it it guaranteed it will. So I always recommend guys just have a little bit extra funds in there just in case you may not want to get as heated as this auction did, or you may want, you may not care, but uh, that's just how it goes with these, with these vintage items on, on eBay, if you're going on an auction And, and that's really what they're designed for so uh so the market does look good guys for these vintage gillettes I think that we're gonna start seeing a couple more pop up now once um, people get gist of of this one and how high it went if they're gonna if they're gonna sell now they're gonna you're gonna start seeing some people selling them so we'll we'll keep an eye on the market and I'll definitely post in further shows when they do sell if there's another one out there and uh, we'll keep an eye on it to see if uh, if this is true see if the market is on the upswing sterling pumpkin spice well guys i used it and i did thoroughly enjoy it it was um one of my favorite pumpkin spice scented uh, soaps out there for years and i've actually had the same puck for at least three or four seasons and well in the show notes it says Is it the best air freshener? Well, I'm going to tell you the story. So I was in just shaving the other day. I was getting ready, and I said, you know what? I'm going to use this soap. I picked it out, and I bloomed it. And I don't bloom soaps too often. Now, blooming means putting some hot water on the soap puck itself, letting it sit for a few minutes before you use it. So usually when I bloom soaps, I bloom it right before I go in the shower. So I'll use hot water. I fill up my shaving scuttle because I like to use a shave scuttle. And I'll fill that up with hot water and then I'll bloom the soap a little bit leave it there and usually what I do is I lather it in the actual uh, in the scuttle itself with hot water while I'm in the shower just so it opens up a little bit and then what I'll do when I get out i'll relather from the puck itself and just kind of like go in the in the scuttle again or in the bowl whatever you want to use I like using a scuttle because it keeps the lather warm but I'll start relathering and get it going in there and I went in there and I was like, wow, it smells like pumpkin spice, like latte. It smells like coffee, right? I said, it smells great. And it was very abundant. So I go in the shower, I come out, I, come, I shave and I come outside. I'm like, man, the whole house smells like pumpkin spice. And it smelled like that for a while because I had to go to, I didn't have to go to work for a while, uh, for about an hour that day. So I, I got ready and I was just like walking around. I was like, man, it still smells like pumpkin spice. I had it on my face I did not use an aftershave that day. So I had it on my hands all day. The scent, it was just nice. It really left up a smile on my face. So, is this better than it? It was better than any air freshener I ever tried, at least for the short term. And it almost smelled like I was burning like a pumpkin spice candle in the house. So, if you're in the pumpkin spice and you love that scent, this is the soap for you. If you want it, it's very abundant, it's not overpowering the point where you're going to be like oh man you're going to be everybody's going to say man you smell like you spilled coffee on yourself no it's not that bad but it is some. it is subtle to the point where you'll you'll smell it for quite a few for several hours afterwards in fact when i go to work i love to you know sometimes i just like i'll rub my hands on my face and i wash my hands a lot during the day and i'll still have the scent and i still have that pumpkin spice scent for most of the day so that was great uh, yeah, guys, so if this is the way to go. If you're looking for a, a cheap air freshener that will last you a while and you'll be able to shave with, uh, pu- this is it to do. Get a pumpkin spice soap and just bloom it out. And listen, you'll smell it. The whole house will smell like, like fall. So, I mean, it was really incredible. I really enjoyed it. And a great performing soap as well, as with all Sterling brands. A new razor from Rex Supply. I was a little bit... Shocked when I saw this because I thought he was uh, thought that the team over there, Matt over at uh, Rec Supply and Razor Emporium, was was done, but they're making a slant razor based on the Envoy design. So the Envoy is the razor. So they have their adjustable razor, the Ambassador. They have the Envoy, which is the non-adjustable razor, right? For and it's priced about well, about half price of what of what the Envoy of what the excuse me the Ambassador is. And now you have. Uh, the what this is this one is called the Sentry, which is a, just a slant f- uh, fixed razor. So there's no adjust, adjustable mechanism to it or anything like that. So a new slant. This has actually got my attention because I'm not the biggest fan of the adjustable razors, and just because I think they're just a little bulky, and I end up using the same setting anyway, which tends to be the average setting. Like I use like three or four all the time, right? I don't go really much milder than that. Or any really aggressive. I know a lot of people do. I know some people like to use an aggressive razor on the first pass. On the second pass, they'll use um, you know, a, a lesser aggression. Like they might start with a with a six, and then they or a five, and then they'll go down to a two. Now I know people that do that. For me, I'm just more long lines of you know, s- solid. I like to keep it at one, really at one setting so this is definitely something for me it's it's coming out soon so a little teaser on that I, I know um, after talking to Matt a few times and, and what they've done over there these, he's truly innovative with these razors I mean there's a lot of work that goes into them so saluting that uh, they keep it 100% made by local artisans in the United States so I mean they do really work hard on this quality control is pretty solid and I do have the Envoy myself I bought that when it first came out it's a very enjoyable razor I do like using it, so this slant definitely has my attention. Uh, looking forward to seeing when it comes out, which should be soon. I believe it will be out by, f- if I heard right, from some of the teasers, Black Friday. So we'll see this next month. So uh, until then, Rex Supply, keep com- keep producing those razors, keep being innovative, and keep uh, restoring the old stuff that we love, too, because we salute you here at the Wet Shaving uh, Podcast. We do really enjoy... Um, the work that you do boy i can't believe i said october um excuse me november is next month incredible it's so close this year's gone by so fast moving along yep it's talc powder time that's right do you use talc powder what do you use it for and uh, what are some great brands to use all right that's the kind of the question that I, i was asking myself this week I was like, you know, what's something I haven't talked about in a while, or, or even ever, that's wet shaving, but not soap and brush and razor around, right? Or technique. So talc powder, guys. If you have not used talc powder, it is something that most of the like the barber will use on the back of your neck when you're sh- when you go for a, a haircut, right? They use that. Use a little bit of that there. Uh, they used to use talc powder for a numerous amount of things back in the back in the day. But you, now it's really primarily, that's when most of us use it. Talc powder is also baby powder. So people used to use that when they were changing a baby's diaper. Uh, but also, it, there's a lot of other uses for it as well. So it's great for that perfect aftershave feel. I love using a little bit on my neck if I shave my neck. You know, I use the, uh, or if I use uh, right on my on the bottom of my, the back of my neck or the, or the front of my neck when I use it. I just use like a little bit. Makes, makes it feel nice and kind of actually takes the irritation away, especially in the back of your neck because that's usually pretty sensitive. Uh, it gives you that nice perfect aftershave feel barbershop scent. But there's also other reasons to use it as well. A lot of people uh, don't realize it's very good for chafing. So if you have any of your legs, you know, it, when it gets really hot in the summer, if you, your your legs tend to chafe, I use, it's excellent for putting it in and just like kind of keeping your, your legs nice and fresh and doesn't hurt. If you are uh, live in the south or if you live in an area where it's been very hot, I'm sure you've experienced this. In fact, I was thinking about this while, while I was making up the show notes. I should have probably talked about this uh, a few months ago in the summertime, but I didn't think about it then. Uh, this is something that's gotten me out of a lot of trouble, especially if I, I pack it along on vacations as well just in case. So it's good to use there to prevent chafing on, on and in those in those sensitive areas. And also it's great for uh, feet. Believe it or not, I if I have like irritated feet or if I'm going to go on a long trip, right? And I'm going to travel. I don't like I, you know, you can use foot powder like Goldman foot powder, but I tend to use talc powder sometimes because I think it's just a little bit a little bit nicer. It's not as med- medicinal smell. I uh, you know, some of the other stuff will smell like very medicinal. I just put a little bit on my feet; keeps your feet dry and nice and smooth. So, if you are gonna try, like if you are gonna go on a long, for example, I do a lot of sometimes when with my work, I would see, like I, I would go to a winery or something like that. And if you travel a lot and walk a lot, you are in the heat and stuff. You really are; you can't stop. So if you're going to take like a, a long trip or something and you can't, you don't have a spot to st- until you hit your hotel at the end of the night or or your car or something like that, it's good to kind of preload this on your feet. Keeps them dry and keeps them nice and will keep them from really from hurting and from blistering up if you have certain types of shoes as well. Those are just two additional uses. I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty of other uses people use. Uh, so this is my favorite brand I want to tell you guys about. It's called Felicizura. It's an Italian based talc powder. I've been using this for about 15 years, right? Even before I started wet shaving and you can get it on Amazon. You can get it at a, a couple of other, I know, um, uh, the Italian barber sells it. Uh, I know they have it. A couple of other places have it too, where you can readily get it. It's not very expensive, but the scent is really nice. And the performance is a spot on all the time. It does smell kind of like a, uh, like an Italian barbershop. If you've ever been to Italy, you've been to a barbershop, they use this everywhere. So it's kind of that scent, so it's very, like, bright, nice. Kind of has a little bit of that marzipan, that omniscience to it, which is very typical with Italian products. Uh, Very good. I mean, the performance is great. I've been using it for years, so I think it's awesome. Also, Clubman. Clubman is, uh, Pinade Clubman is a talc powder. It's probably the most classic scent in the world, the most recognized scent. If you smell that, you automatically think of... um, like a like you think of a barbershop like an American barbershop it's used almost in every barbershop in the country a little harder to find retail but you could find it like in you could find it like some barbershop like supply places some beauty supply places or you can buy it on Amazon or online as well so those are just two brands that I use again uh, talc powder is excellent for feet and for chafing as well if you use that it's the best stuff to use it will keep, prevent it no matter what. So again, if you know you're going to be in that situation, prevention is key, guys, for those two areas. And uh, also great for that aftershave uh, feeling. I use it sparingly, though, guys, because sometimes it it is a little bit overpowering, so don't use too much. And uh, I know there's been some talks of some health concerns with this. I'm not too sure on that, so I'm not, I don't know, I didn't really research it that much. So uh, also use sparingly, use at your own risk as well. Electric razor shaving in the car. Yes, guys, I saw this. And how do I feel about this? Well, I felt bad for this guy. So I'll tell you the story. A few days ago, I'm driving to work, and I looked over and I saw a guy on the turnpike, the Florida turnpike, and I'm driving to work, and I seen him with his electric razor shaving while driving approximately probably 75 to 80 miles an hour. Now, one... Probably a little dangerous to be doing that. I know he's probably in a rush. But you don't really want to do that while you're driving, especially at that speed because if something happens, well, we all know why, right? Distractions. But I was watching it for a couple seconds, and I said to myself, "The well, first off, I said to myself, wow, that guy's really doing that, and maybe I should slow down a little bit and not be next to him. So I did use caution, of course, but I was very careful with driving. And then I said I felt... Start thinking about it. I Said, man, I feel really bad for this guy. That's his morning shaving routine. I literally have a high quality tool and all that stuff, and use great so- soaps and and creams and stuff like that in the morning. And I actually like plan out my shave. Like I look forward to doing it every day. And I set aside a special, you know, a little bit more time to do it every day. And this guy's just going, just like in a rush to work, and just using the worst razor probably in the world for your face. And I get it. You know, if you use it. Electric Razor. I used one for years too. That's how I was taught. But it just yanks hairs out of you and just like, and it does work. But I mean, just think about how much more enjoyment you can have if you you just have a nice wet shave. So I felt bad for the guy actually more than I felt. And then I felt scared because he was doing that while we were driving. So I mean, not a good idea. So, guys, I don't recommend shaving in the car uh, with an electric razor or safety razor or anything like that. Just keep it for their home, especially when you're driving you know, quite fast and on a commuting place where a lot of people are driving at the same time. You want to be fully alert. So uh, disclaimer, we do not recommend you using the electric razor in the car, but it was a story to tell guys. I was like, I couldn't wait to say this on the podcast. I was amazed. I felt bad for the guy and I felt a little scared being next to him, but really enjoy those shaves. You only get one. You get one a day, so you get to enjoy it. and Try not to rush through it. And if you can't do it one day, if you're rushing, just kind of like put it down and say, "Hey, you know, I'll just take, I'll just take the, the uh, the L on this one, the loss, and do it again tomorrow, right?" Because it's just don't don't rush it, especially in the car. And if you're using an electric razor and you're listening to this podcast, definitely consider using um you know traditional wet shaving product products. Your your face will thank you, and and also you'll have a lot of fun doing it as well all right guys so the fall seasonal special will be coming up here in a couple of weeks two more shows than there were there uh, we have the previous year's shows I have all of the links in the show notes here from 2022 to 2016 so that's quite a few of them uh, this will be our I believe it's the eighth right yeah the eighth fall seasonal special coming up I can't believe we've been doing this for eight eight times eight years right incredible. Been having so much fun with it too, as well. And I, I really look forward to this time of the year and building this this show. Believe it or not, I've already started it, so I've started building it and getting it ready. So hopefully, we will be uh, all your vendors and everybody will be done by then. If you are a vendor, if you are an artisan, please, please, if you'd like to send me an email of something that you're doing or something that you want to featured on the podcast, I will definitely make sure it makes it into the show notes, a hundred percent. Uh, the way i make this show is i go through all of the vendors that i have listed i go through several sites i go through all of them and i search their websites to see their fall products so the easier it is for me to find the easier it is for the customers to find as well the big project that i've been working on guys it is going to be leaked out pretty soon i am very very proud of what i've been doing with this and what i can bring to the wet shaving world or wet shaving community Uh, hopefully everybody thinks the same on it i'll have a I'll just say a little bit of um, of a teaser on it. It's going to uh, be something that I've done a lot of, but never done this before. So I've done a lot of what I'm talking about, of what this this project is. There's been a lot of it from me in the wet shaving community, but I've never done this, I'd say, this type of package. You'll be seeing that soon. Hopefully in the next month or so, I'll be having a... a actual release date more info to come all right guys that concludes the show for this week remember our show is powered by sharpologist.com what your father didn't teach you about shaving special thanks to mark mantic 59 for everything that he does with the community and most of all you guys the listeners don't forget to check out my blog it has been updated i will have some more stuff in the very near future coming up on there so I'm working on that. And always feel free to contact me at news at gmail.com. Our next show will be on the 16th of October. Until then, shave straight and shave safe. Bye-bye now.